0: Tales of the Kingdom, The Baker Who Loved Bread Once upon a time there was a king who walked astride his world here, there, and everywhere. He became poor in order to be like the people he loved, and he lived among the outcasts in order to feel their pain. The baking complex was hidden in the heart of deepest forest, forest, close to the clearing where the great celebrations were held. It was important to the chief baker that the breads from his oven be served warm and fresh at the banquet tables. He had carefully planned his cluster of stone houses where the bakers lived in the many outdoor clay ovens, some large, some small, some with roaring fires, some with smoldering charcoal beds. Each oven was designed to bake a different kind of bread to perfection. The baker had worked hard to become chief. His father had been a baker and his grandfather before that, but he had his own particular genius for making bread. His doughs were lighter and more nourishing than any his ancestors had ever needed. There wasn't a dough of any kind, wheat or rye or corn, that didn't become tasty and delicious after his touch. The chief baker particularly loved Making special breads for the great celebrations. He loved to twist and braid dough. He loved to invent new recipes for sweetbreads. He loved muffins and biscuits and brioches and croissants. He loved to hear the ooze, the ooze of the king's subjects when, with a flourish, the banquet procession was begun and his many bakers carried his creations into the feast. In great baskets. Chief Baker's done it again, everyone always exclaimed. No one can make breads that melt in your mouth like these. Bread, the Chief Baker knew, gave special strength, so he prepared baskets of round black loaves to feed those who had spent the morning at the practice field. He admired the rangers and enjoyed preparing nourishing squash and cheese breads for them to carry on watch. After that, however, he drew the line. He refused to send baskets of bread to the to the old mercy, though she had never requested it from them. She has a fireplace and recipes of her own, Chief Baker thought. Besides, it would only encourage her and that crazy husband of hers to keep filling Great Park with weird people. If these outcasts had so much wrong with them, they must have done something to deserve it. They certainly were not worthy of the king's bread. One day, the chief baker inspected his new invention, a wooden paddle wheel that needed 30 loaves of bread at the same time. Genius, he thought. At that moment, Chief Baker noticed someone walking up the path to the open clearing of the baking complex. It was a woman carrying a baby in her arms. Her clothes were ragged. Chief Baker looked around for his assistant. But he could see that the boy was in the middle of rolling out flaky pastry. All the other bakers seemed to be busy. Grinding flour, measuring ingredients, watching loaves in the oven. I'll handle this intruder myself, he thought. Still, he hated interruptions. Good bread was a matter of timing. A moment too soon, a moment too late, and all was lost. What do you want? he asked the woman gruffly, as he met her on the path. Her baby whined. Its little head hung limply on its its neck. Please, sir, the woman answered. Some bread. We lost our way in the forest, my child and I. And we have not eaten for two days. A likely story, thought Chief Baker. These kind of people were always looking for a handout. The lazy thing. Can't you see I'm getting ready for the great celebration? We have hundreds of loaves to bake today. I can't be bothered just now. Go find Mercy. She's always feeding your kind. The baby whined again. And Chief Baker thought that the woman tried to look even more pathetic than she was he relented a little he relented a little and drew a map in the dirt this is the way to caretaker's cottage he explained no sooner had the beggar woman left than chief, chief baker spied something moving in the woods someone was hiding behind a bush a burner maybe trying to steal some of his fire a thief of some kind certainly chief baker pretended to be walking down the path into the woods but he suddenly veered and grabbed a ragamuffin who had been hiding behind the tree. Ha! he cried, just as I suspected, a thief trying to steal some bread. The boy was so filthy that the man held him up and away at arm's length. No, sir, no, sir, said the boy, kicking and squirming. I was just smelling the bread. It smelled so good. And that's all you're going to do, smell. Don't you dare come into my baking complex. I won't have people finding baked fleas in their bread. Be off with you. If I catch you around here again, I'll bake you. Chief Baker kicked the urchin a few times until he started running, then threw some stones after the boy as he hurried down the path. No sooner was the urchin gone than the warning horn blew out of the depths of the forest. Kwee, kwee it signaled the danger that danger was abroad the first ranger or the first blast was answered by another and then the chilling cry traveled on and on and on as one ranger responded to another chief baker heard a scuttle in the middle of the complex two bakers were holding a stranger who was struggling to free himself the chief baker grabbed a sturdy baking paddle and leapt Into the fray. One look and he could tell the man was up to no good. The baker hit the man with the broad paddle once, twice, three times, and finally the stranger crumpled to the ground. Mm. We caught him trying to steal bread, sir, the other bakers explained. Steal my bread, thought the chief baker. I'll teach you. He hit the man again and again to make sure he didn't have any tricks left in him until the stranger scrambled to his feet and escaped into the forest. Cree! The warning signal was sounding louder. Suddenly, a band of blue-cloaked men and women stepped out of the forest. Several of them were carrying a man who looked almost lifeless. Stand back, stand back, commanded a ranger, as the bakers came running to see what had happened. Stand back. The king has been wounded. The king has been wounded. Make way, make way. A cry of horror went up in the baking complex. The injured person was the king. Chief Baker, one of the rangers called, help us care for our king. Here, here, he answered, eager to do whatever he could. Turn on. The king was carried into the baker's stone house and laid on his bed. Fires were lit in the fireplace. A watch was posted to make sure no more harm would come, and a signal was sent through the forest for mercy. She would know how to help. Birds and creatures, the ground itself, moaned the terrible news. The king is wounded. The king is wounded. The king. The king. Who has done this? Asked the chief baker, but no one seemed to know. "'because the king had not spoken a word "'since they lifted his unconscious body from deepest forest. "'If I discovered who has wounded my king,' "'thought the chief baker, "'I will gladly beat that enemy with my bread paddle.' "'He remembered how well he had trounced the stranger "'who had been trying to steal bread. "'Mercy finally arrived. "'She bent over the lifeless and terribly still form "'on chief baker's bed. "'Her eyes filled with tears.' "'Give me your hatchet,' she said to the ranger, standing by the king, quickly. "'She turned the hatchet in the firelight. "'The flames flickered on the markings. "'Finally, she found the marks she sought. "'Then, with her eyes closed, she pressed them to her lips, "'and the song came, a slow, quiet song of healing and peace. "'The old woman walked to the bed and sat down beside the king. "'She placed one hand behind the young king's neck, and one on the arch of his chest. She bent her forehead to his. There she stayed through the long afternoon and into the night with the song of the hatchet humming in the room. All through that long night, the subjects of the king held held him in their heart. Each remembered king's love. And the forest was quiet. Great parks sat waiting. Even the moon lagged in its course. The people who were in the chief baker's bedroom marked the king's clear forehead, his high cheekbones, the warm brown hair with glints of gold falling on the pillows, the pallid skin. Finally, near morning, Mercy stood to her feet. She looked as pale as the king. He will be all right, she whispered. The wound has been overcome. Feed him when he asks and lead me to another bedroom. Each person in the room felt weak with with relief at Mercy's words. They felt like laughing and crying at the same time. Within seconds, the ranger cries sped through deepest forest. How goes the world? The world goes not well, but the kingdom comes, the kingdom comes. All knew from the littlest to the largest, that the king was now well and the kingdom intact. They went about their work with glad hearts as the birds greeted the dawn. Later, Chief Baker carried a tray of his finest breads into the bedroom where the king was resting. He was relieved to find the king sitting jauntily in bed. One leg was arched under the cover, and his arms were draped over the back of the bedstand. "'Had a little tussle in the woods, hey, my lord?' "'The chief baker said heartily, "'trying to cover his concern for the king's health. "'He set down the breakfast tray, "'and the warm aroma of biscuits and sweetbreads filled the room. "'Might say,' answered the king, "'tearing at a warm fragrant loaf which was filled with juicy berries. "'He bowed his head. "'For life and that which sustains it,' he whispered. "'He took a bite and continued speaking.' Like I always say, if you're going to get bested by trouble, get bested near the baking complex. The chief baker will see that you're fed. He'll feed you like a king. Chief baker blushed with pleasure, attempting to be modest, he replied. Well, sire, it's the king's bread. The king took another bite. He smiled and in a quiet voice said, yes, king's bread is for the king's people, isn't it? The baker was bustling around, opening the windows, stirring the fire. "'Yes, sir,' he said. He remembered the king so still and lifeless. He remembered the long night of fear. Suddenly, the emotion of all that had happened overwhelmed him. He choked back tears. He looked the king right in the eyes. "'You know, my lord, if I knew who it was that wounded you, I'd fix him. I would.' Would you, answered the king, and set down the goblet that was in his hand. The room became very quiet. The king moved the breakfast tray from his lap, swung out of bed, and walked to the window. Chief Baker watched his broad back, dark against the morning light. The sound of busy workers reached them, bakers singing as they mixed dough, bellows blowing, the slamming of oven doors. "'people calling to one another. "'The warm, fragrant smell of good things baking "'floated into the room. "'You know, baker,' said the king, "'turning around to look at the chief baker, "'my wounds are not like those of other men.' "'Chief baker stopped his fussing about. "'He wondered what the king could mean. "'When even one of my people is hungry, baker,' "'the king said, "'it famishes me. "'When a little child is beaten, "'I suffer.' If even my enemy feels pain, I hurt. The chief baker was puzzled for a moment. Then, with an awful rush of memory, he saw the face of the fainting woman he had sent away. He saw the eyes of the filthy child he had kicked and stoned. He heard the cry of the stranger he had struck. He had struck him again and again with the paddle. He saw the stranger's body crumpled on the ground. The pain in his eyes resembled the look in the, in the eyes of his king. Baker, it is you who has wounded me, even you. The chief baker fell to his knees. Not I, my lord, not I. But he knew it was true. He was haunted by a face and by eyes and by a cry. He had given one dirt, one stone, and the other beatings. The king turned. The gold in his hair shone. The light was radiant around his head. It fell across the room and cast the king's shadow over the bent form of the chief baker. My lord, what can I do? cried the baker. His head now bowed to his head now bowed to his knees on the floor. The king answered Feed the hungry. The king walked over to the man kneeling in horror on the bedroom floor. "'He lifted him up and embraced him. "'He whispered, "'Feed the hungry, then I will be full.' "'He turned and left, "'striding out the door as though he had never had a brush with death. "'From that time on, the chief baker made sure "'that baskets of bread were taken to Outcast Village "'for any who had no way to make their own. "'Knapsacks of emergency rations were stored at each ranger's watchtower.' To nourish any who were in danger who had or had lost their way, whether they were evil or good at heart, plates of rolls and trays of tarts were always kept on hand in the baking complex to welcome visitors and Gingerbread cookies shaped like animals and decorated with sugar icing were tucked into boxes and sent to Mercy's cottage for the children. And the baker discovered that one could love the work of one's hands too much, and that one should always love one's king more. Love for the king is measured by one's love for his people. So the baker fed the hungry and fed them well, lest the one he loved the most should starve.